Hey everybody, today we're going to get together and we're going to do a simple goal setting workshop for 2024. Now I know everyone's like new year, new me, do I what new, new year, new me. We are not about that nonsense. This is not bite off the world, like bite off a huge chunk of the world and jump in face first doing all the things. This is not how this is going to work. Um, there are there is no such thing as like making these massive New Year's resolutions that you're not going to implement and not going to be able to change. So I don't believe in that because I don't believe it works. But when you have a specific goal setting workshop and you can see how to implement it, and I'm going to walk you through the implementation process on how to implement uh, an actual set of goals. And we won't do all of it. We'll do part of it. You can finish on your own time and you can finish in the next quarter if you need to because it's always a moving target. It's always something that's going to compound. One of my favorite people in uh, for homeschooling is Charlotte Mason. And you guys know, if you guys follow me for a while or you know me online, you do know that I homeschool. And one of the things that I love about Charlotte Mason, aside from the fact that she loves literature as much as I do, is she talks about habit forming. And one of her really cool things she does with her with raising children, because that was her premise, was raising and educating children, uh, was she said that you could pick uh, 12 goals, and I say goals, she calls them habits, 12 habits that you want to implement for the year. And each month, you would work on one habit. So in January, you would start with one habit and work on it for four weeks, implementing it into your daily life and your routine. And then in February, you would keep January's habit, and then you would add the next habit. And you would work on it for a month, working on both of them. So now January has two months worth of work, February has one month. And then in March, we add the next layer, so the third habit. Over time, by the time you reach December, you would be working on 12 new habits. And by the by the time you hit about six months, January's habit is now a routine. We're not even working on it anymore. It's just part of your routine. It's what you do every day. And you don't have to think about it, so you have space to think about the next habit that you want to form. Now, I'm going to tell you as a homeschooling mom, I thought 12 habits was totally out of the reach. And we would do maybe two or three for a whole year working with kids because I think when you have multiple children that um, three is acceptable. Three was acceptable. And honestly, that's just what I could do. Uh, sometimes I wish I had done more, but I also know it's realistic for myself that three was all I needed. Uh, and that was, I should rephrase, it wasn't all I needed. It was what I needed at the time. And that was where I could be. And that's okay. Um. And so I'm going to walk you through a workshop on how to set goals. You can use the Charlotte Mason style method if you want to work on a habit that starts every month, or you can do it in another way. And I'll introduce the other way in a little bit. So if you haven't already, I want you to pause this video and I want you to go get a notebook or some notebook paper, more than one sheet. You're going to need more than one sheet. Okay, so get a notebook, get a composition notebook, get a binder, get something that you're going to write in. Okay, um, and we're going to be here for about an hour. Uh, if you need to advance forward because you're like, I finished, I will drop some timestamps. Rough, and these are rough timestamps, guys. I'll do the best I can. Um, to move us forward so that you can kind of jump ahead as you need to. But if you need to have more time or I ask a question and you're like, I don't know, or maybe the question makes you uncomfortable and you just need a break, pause the video. Take as much time as you need. It's okay to not know something. 
And that's going to be kind of the theme of the year. It's okay to not know that information. We're just open and willing to grow and find that information out. And what works for someone else doesn't necessarily have to work for us. We're going to find our path forward. And I know everyone's like, it's a journey. Wellness is a journey. It is. I hate that phrase. I feel like it's overused, but the truth of the matter is it's a process. It's not a instantaneous arrive at the end. It's not a take all the information in and apply it all at once. Life is not that way. It's not that way at all. In fact, every time we learn something new, we have to decide whether we want to implement it in our life or not, and what the cost is of implementing it and what the cost is of not implementing it. It can go either way. There's a cost, one way or the other. Um, Sometimes there's a benefit, and those can be positive benefits or negative benefits, but we get something out of it when we don't when we don't select something or when we do select something. It sounds kind of complicated. It's really not. Life is, but the truth is life is kind of complex. I don't want to say complicated, but complex. Um, and goal setting sometimes is complex, but this should make, it should de- demystify it and make this nice and easy. And I think this is just a fun workshop. I've actually been doing this activity for the past uh, probably six years for myself. And I have to say, it's one of my favorite things to do. Really helps me clarify. And every year that I do it. I not only learn something new, but I am able to actually basically kind of grow the method into something deeper and deeper. And I will say, if this is the first time you've done like a major goal setting workshop and you walk away going, I don't know if I like my answers or they feel really shallow. Don't worry. You've got a whole year to work on what you picked for right now and reevaluate as you go, whether or not it was actually the right thing or not. And remember, we're evaluating as we go along. Okay. This is not a, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week and expect myself to be fit by the end of January. This is not a, I'm going to go to the gym and I haven't been in the gym at all for seven days a week. And then by January 15th, I'm so burned out. I can't do anything anymore. We're going to talk about how to make this into something bite-sized, small, and applicable for your life. Okay. So I'm going to say it again. If you haven't gotten your notebook, go get it. Get yourself a nice pen. I'm a big fan of these like paper mate pens, which is what you keep seeing me flare, like flare around here or one of these, which I just like color. Color is awesome. Do things in color. Uh, You might want a couple of colors. We're going to star some stuff and circle some stuff in a little bit. I know that's a little crazy, but we are. Um, So here's what we're going to do first. One of the easiest things that we can do when we're uh, preparing to create goals for the next year is to actually reflect on how last year went. Now, I want to make sure that you understand this. We are not judging ourselves for how our year went. We are merely reflecting on where we spent our time. This is not to be like, oh my gosh, I spent 800 hours driving my kiddos around and, you know, like I can do nothing else. I don't want any judgment. This is a non-judgment zone, a judgment-free zone. I'm going to say it. That's a better statement there. It's judgment-free because here's the thing. We can't learn if we're being judgy. We have to be open-minded to how our last year went. Now, You may have activities that were anomalies. Maybe you got hurt. Maybe you had surgery. Um, Maybe your spouse got sick and you had an, or a child got sick. Uh, So you may have had some anomalies in that year. Those are okay. Life, that's life. Okay. But what we want to look at is sort of the broad stroke of where we spend our time on the, for the majority. So I know a lot of people are like, reflect on last year. Just list all the major activities that happened. No, 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 no. 
not all of us have major activities that happen in a month. Sometimes it's a lot of little activities. Maybe you have a kiddo who's going to college. That was me last year. We spent so much time doing research. Um, and that was a major time consumer. We spent a lot of time doing research, where to live, how much it costs, what we were going to do. Does she need a car? Um, you know, how much is electricity going to be? Where, you know, what's covered, what's not covered? Um, there's a lot that goes into uh, preparing for a new step in your life that's not the actual step itself. Now, the step itself is momentous, right? So kiddo moving to college, momentous. That's kind of a strong point. But I can't negate the hours of study time and prep work that we did to get to that point. So I want you guys to be really nitpicky as you're writing back through all of your stuff. Do not just write down, you know, went to the zoo, went to Six Flags, moved. Those are all wonderful things and I do expect them to be on your list. But I also expect maybe some research time that it took you three or four weeks to prepare for this trip. Or you know what? Some of you were like, I had nothing to do in January, but I did a lot of laundry. Write down that. Write that down. Put your laundry on there. I want to. I want you to know where you're spending your time. Now, I'm only going to give you 10 minutes here, and I will mark the times as I'm stopping and starting here so that we have them in the footnotes. Um, but if you need more time, just pause the video. If you finish early, you can fast forward. I don't think you'll finish early on this exercise. Usually people need a little bit more time. Go ahead and pause the video. Mark those momentous occasions. Mark the small things that you did too. If you can't remember, it's okay. If maybe you remember I did 10 loads of laundry or I baked three loaves of bread in December, and you know what? Life is kind of the same as it in December as it was like last January. You can kind of extrapolate a little bit and put some of that information into your, into your months. Now, I will say this. As we get started here, you can start in December of 2023 and work backwards in so December, November, October, or you can start in January and go January, February, March. This is up to you. This is your reflection. Make this reflection a beautiful opportunity for you to see what you've done. And remember, no judgment, all love. Let's get ready to go here. So 10 minutes. And I'm going to start some music for you guys.
are going to stop. If you need more time to reflect on all of your activities, just go ahead and pause the video right now. Uh, if you're ready to move on, I have another exercise for us. All right, so if you have a second colored pen, use that. If you don't, don't worry, you don't need it. Um, some people just see color better than they do shapes. But we are gonna do the, a couple of activities with what we just wrote down. So if you're not finished, please pause and finish. You do need this to be done. If you are complete, here's what we're going to do. The first thing you're going to do is you're gonna spend just a moment here reflecting on the things that brought you joy last year. And I want you to put a star next to those. Um, things that just brought you immense joy, okay? So you're gonna take two minutes here and we're gonna do things, star things that brought us immense joy, all right? You should have starred all of the things that brought you joy last year. Sometimes it's hard to pick. Maybe they were every, all the things brought you joy, or maybe only one or two, and that's okay. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to cross out, maybe put a line through or an X next to it, or however you want to denote it, some sort of cross out on things where you wasted time. Now, maybe if you were honest, with yourself and you were like, I spent a lot of time watching Friends. Uh, that was me. I spent too much time listening to Friends while I was laying floors. Uh, and that's fine. 
if that was if it worked for you. But if you think that maybe it would have been better to spend that time listening to a podcast or maybe doing something else, do, then you need to say, okay, this was time what this was time that I wasted. So I want you to take a look back and again remember our reflection is about everything. And you know, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I look at that laundry on my list and I think, man, that's a lot of time I spent on that. And maybe I kind of wasted it. I mean, clean clothes are lovely. Um, <laughs> clean clothes are lovely. But sometimes I'm like, that's a lot of time that I spent. So, But I do want you to cross out things that you feel did not serve your year. And again, that could be volunteering for something. Okay. Maybe you volunteered for something and you were like, I had no desire to volunteer for this. I did not. This was just not a good fit for me. I just didn't know how to say no. And I want you guys to cross that off. I want you to say, you know what? Like this type of activity is something I don't want to do again. So we're learning from our past year where our no's are, where our boundaries are. This is sort of a healthy manner of instead of being caught deer in the headlight in the moment when someone says, oh my gosh, it's time for you to volunteer. I'd love you to volunteer for this. And it was you I was thinking of. And you're like, but that doesn't point to my goals. You can be like, you know what? Last year, I spent a lot of time doing something similar. It didn't get me where I wanted. And my answer is no, thank you. Okay. So you're going to spend just another two minutes here, just like we just did. And you're going to cross out things uh, that you considered were not a good use of your time. Now, the truth is nothing is wasted. We all learn something from it. And this might just be that we've learned our boundaries. Okay. Um, so don't feel like this was a loss. Again, nothing here is a loss. It's a learning opportunity. All right. Two minutes right here. That's our time there. So we're going to stop thinking about our time consumers and we're going to move on to the positives. 
Now, maybe you have some things from last year that you value. Maybe you um, volunteered in your kiddo's classroom and you want to do more of that. Well, you're going to circle that. Uh, maybe you read only one book last year and you want to read five books. Circle that. Circle reading the book. It doesn't have to be nonfiction. It can be fiction. Guys, enjoy your time. Maybe you want to get into gardening and you did a little bit of it, but you'd love to spend more time on it. Or maybe you want to just spend more time with your kids or your husband. Or maybe you got to go out with a friend for coffee one time last year and you want to do that more. Circle that. So that when we're, as we're looking back through our activities of the last year, we can start to see the things we value and the things that we don't value through our activities, and we can start to select what we want out of those. Now, I just want to quickly say, if you didn't have things where you that you put on your list, maybe that you spent excess amount of time that you didn't value, or maybe you're like, you know, I don't really have anything on my list right now that I do value, uh, consider just thinking about that and maybe writing down a few ideas for either of those things that you can replace. And again, if you're a big TV watcher, um, maybe you spend a little less time reading, watching TV and a little more time being cognizant of catching up with a friend. Um, it You can replace that time, okay? So I just want you to don't worry. I want you not to worry if you're like, oh, it's not on my list. It's okay. This is just our reflection time. All right. So we're going to do this again, two more minutes, circling the things that we value that we want to bring into the next year. They don't actually have to be things that we want to do more either. I just want to make this clear. Maybe you volunteered in your kiddo's classroom and you volunteered the perfect amount of time, but you want to do it again. Put that on your, make that as a circle. Okay. It doesn't have to be something that you want more of. It just has to be something that you want in the next year. I do always like to think about doing more of these activities, but the truth is maybe you did the right amount. So don't be scared if you were like, I did the right amount. You don't have to do more. Just circle the things that you value you want to take into the new year. All right. So here we go again. And we're going to start out and we're going to go.
So that is the end of the things we want to add um, more of in the coming year or the same of the same in the coming year. These are the things we value. So the next exercise that we're going to do is going to seem silly for many of you, but it's a very important exercise. We're going to spend five minutes daydreaming. Uh, you can do this in a variety of ways. You can take an outline and a notes. You can take notes. You can write yourself a letter. You can look at it as a broad picture, or you can look at it as kind of a microcosm. I want you to dream about what the perfect day would look like for you. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. We are probably not going to achieve that, okay? Uh, because some of the stuff that we dream is not necessarily something that we truly value initially, okay? Or something we value initially is not something where we determine that we want to go. So I don't want you to feel like you're hampered by this, but I do want you to release those creative juices and just dream about what, and you've got this couple options, okay? You can dream about what your perfect day is. And if you're going to do the perfect day, I want you to start at the very beginning from the moment you wake your, open your eyes, whatever time that is, be specific. You open your eyes. What do you do next? Do you spend time with your spouse? Do you read a book? Do you spend time in your Bible? Do you stand on your head? It doesn't really matter. And then I want you to walk me through all that day until you go to bed. Now, some of us are like, oh my gosh, that's way too much. I get that. So if that strikes fear in your heart, like I can't do this, my life is nowhere near going to ever look like that. That's okay. Don't panic. Maybe that's for you next year, okay? So if that strikes fear, I want you to say, I'm going to go ahead and um, just write what you think your overview of your year looks like. Now, some of you might be coming into this and being like, I know my next year's crazy. Maybe you're getting ready to move because it's a cycle time move for you. Maybe uh, there's a job change in the air and you know it. Okay, don't panic. Nothing in life is perfect. But we're kind of just opening this idea in our minds to start getting the creative juices flowing to see what we're thinking about, okay? And again, remember, this is passive observation. We're letting ourselves walk through these exercises to get a glimpse of what we're kind of thinking and how we feel. Don't be scared of it. Pick one of those options, okay? Whether it's a broad overview for the year or just a whole walk through your day. We're going to spend five minutes here. And again, if you don't finish, that's okay. Go ahead and just pause the video. So we're going to go ahead and get started. There we go.
So now that your brain is kind of primed for creative thinking, we are going to move into the most important aspect of this exercise, and that's the actual goal setting. Now, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of time here, and we're going to um, walk through different areas in our mind about different goals. Now, if you're watching this workshop, you'll know me, and you'll know that you can't just pick one goal. I don't know, you guys have kids, maybe you've got a spouse, maybe, um, maybe you just have a job and volunteer life and all the things. Don't panic if you have multiple goals, okay? We're multifaceted people. It's not, your goals are not limited to just one area. Now, what we may be able to focus on in the immediate might be limited because the goal might be kind of big or maybe we will be able to break down these goals into something small. Um, however, the... Uh, our, our purpose here is to pick some goals. Now, I want you to think about things from your list that maybe you valued, or maybe you were like on my on your list from your reflection, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, I really want to write a book. I love reading books. I want to write one. Awesome! You're going to put that on your goal. You're going to put that on your list. And we're going to make ten. We're going to make a list of ten things. Okay, and you're going to put writing a book on the list." and maybe balancing your budget, maybe hanging out with your kids more. Maybe, and don't forget, we are a wellness nutrition group. So guys, your wellness and nutrition fitness should be on your list. Okay, put it on there. Don't skip it. Just because you're here doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be on your list. Okay. So think about finances, relationships, think about maybe um, church time. Maybe you want to do more at church. Maybe you want to volunteer at church. Maybe you want to sing. Um, maybe you want to volunteer in the community. Some of you already do an amazing job at this. Uh, and I have seen your amazing activities. Okay? Don't panic if you're doing that already. That doesn't need to be your goal. That's already your habit. Find some other things. Okay? Just don't limit them to this idea that it needs to be a health and wellness goal for all of them. It does not. I want you to have... Um, some quiet time, some evening routines, maybe activities with your spouse. Like think about all the areas of your life that you love and want to grow, okay? And so we're gonna spend a few minutes here and I want you to write 10 things down. The 10 things that come first to mind, you only have two minutes to do that. I know you're like, that's fast, two minutes, go. <laughs>
So you should have 10 goals written. If you need more time, take more time. Now here's what you're going to do. You're going to number those goals in your priority from number one being the thing that is the most important to you. And and I should say, let me clarify this. It's the most important right now. Okay. It's the thing that's going to maybe make all those other goals come into fruition. Number 10 is going to be the one that can wait a little while. It's not to say we won't get to it. We absolutely will. And I'm going to talk to you about how to get to it here in a minute. Um, But it's important to organize them in a priority scale here. Okay. And so I'm going to give you basically two minutes to do that again. Really reflect on these. Okay. Don't just go don't mark off ones you're like, oh, that's easy, so I can do that now. Uh, really think about it. If it's easy, maybe sometimes it can wait because it's not that big of a deal. Um, so consider deeply in the next two minutes where you want, which of these goals is the most important and which is the least important right this moment, knowing that you're going to get to all of them. Okay, I want to make that very clear. You're going to get to all of them. So here we go. have your goals labeled now one through 10. We are going to take our first three goals. You will do this with all 10 of your goals, but not with us today. So you will do this after, after the meeting, maybe in a couple of weeks, as you start to see how your implementation of your current goals actually worked. Uh, So take your top three. Now, here's what I want you to do. You're going to write down the steps that you need to do to get to each of those goals. Now, say for instance, you want to do a bodybuilding competition. Okay, so steps to get to that goal would be 
you've got to be working out. So if you're not working out for somebody who is not working out and they want to do that goal and it's like a five-year goal, that's okay. That's a wonderful goal. Uh, but you're going to start working out. You're going to maybe sign up at a gym. You're going to set a time that you go to the gym. Do you go three times a week? Do you go two times a week to begin with? Uh, for those of you that are already working out, and I know in some cases you guys are here on my group and you're working out already, rock on. And if you're already working out and you want to get to this bodybuilding competition, well, you might need to hire a specific coach for you in your area. Uh, maybe you're already ready for that and now you need posing workshops and you need those fancy stripper shoes that they make you wear. Uh, and you need one of those super awesome bathing suits and you need a spray tan and your hair done and your eyelashes done and your fingernails done because those are all things that you get judged on. Okay. So do you, you hear how I'm breaking down that goal? And now it may be a five-year goal for you, or it may be a six month goal for you. It doesn't really matter where the goal is for you. It's just that you're breaking down your steps. Now, that's part A. This is a two-part thing. So there's an A and a B. You're going to list all the things that you need to do. And you're going to be like me. And you're going to be like, I need to be in the gym six days a week. I got to be there for an hour. That's a lot. Okay. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, that's a lot. That's going to take a lot of my time. Rock on. It is going to take a lot of your time. That's okay. What's your bare minimum? What's your two-minute rule? Somebody called it a two-minute rule the other day, and I really liked it. I call it bare minimum. What's the bare minimum? that you can show up to move your threshold in your needle. Um, is it just checking in daily because you're brand new to working out and you just need an accountability partner? Is it having a trainer who trains with you three times a week and you do three times a week at home by yourself? Um, I don't know what that's going to be for your bare minimum, but you need to pick your bare minimum threshold um, so that you can decide what you're going to consider a success, even when life is not perfect. Okay. So when we pick our goals, oftentimes we pick these very lofty activities. Um, I know one of my favorite things that I see frequently online, and I say it's favorite mostly because I think I see it routinely. You know, I'm going to go to the New Year's resolution. Everyone's going to go to the gym. What happens in January? The gym gets slammed. And these and folks are there every single day who haven't been there before. And in about two to three weeks, sometimes eight, can take up to eight weeks, uh, we're burned out. We hurt. We are not recovering well. We are miserable. And this is boring now. Like the fun kind of, the fun of getting the outfit and going to the gym, it's worn off. It's become, it's become mundane. And it's partly because we didn't set good habits. Now we might have a goal of being at the gym six days a week. And I know some of you are already there. Um, but maybe you really need to be realistic and it's only two times a week for the first eight weeks. That's okay. That's the bare minimum. That's the lowest threshold of where you're going to grow to. Because here's the thing. We are lofty people. We always pick the bigger thing. But that is not where success is found. Success is found in our bare minimum. It's in the part where we're like, you know what? What can we do in two minutes if we need to? What can we do in 10 minutes if we need to? Some For some people who haven't been to the gym before, maybe it's simply just getting dressed for the gym. Even if you make it there or not, that might be your minimum. I put my tennis shoes on and I put my workout clothes on at a bare minimum. My day went to heck in a handbasket, but I actually started. That's a change for a lot of people. I want you to understand that there's our lofty goals and there's our realistic goals. So I want you to write your lofty one first, all your things, your lofty ideas, and then I want you to take that same goal and I want you to pair it back. I want you to say, 
if my life goes sideways tomorrow, I've got kid activities, someone's got the flu, husband's, you know, car broke down on the side of the road. What's the bare minimum that I did this week that makes me still feel successful? Now, I know I use the gym a lot because we're kind of in a health and wellness space, but guys, it could be simply writing a book. Do you want to write a book? Well, right. If you are brand new to writing, you're not going to be writing 10,000 words a day. That's really hard to do. In fact, some of the most prolific authors I know, they take years to get to that point. And some of them never get to that point. They just consistently write a thousand words a day. Okay. They show up every day. They write a thousand words. So what's your bare minimum? If you want to write a book and maybe you just show up on Friday for a writing group, or maybe you carve out time once a week and you work on your outline and you work on your words and all the things you've done that once a week, you're still successful. Now, eventually you'll be able to carve out more time. So a minute you guys are just doing a lot, your lofty goals. It's going to be your first blush. Like this is what you want to do out of the gate. And then we're going to pare it down. And you're going to do that for three of the goals off camera, off time. When you're not with me, you're going to do it for the next, the next seven goals. So all 10 will have the same activity, a high lofty goal portion of it, which you will eventually reach. And then a realistic one. Okay. So you're going to spend five minutes here. Maybe you only do one of these goals. Maybe you just do your top one. That's fine. You've got five minutes to do that. And we're going to give you that moment to kind of work through it. And then we're going to come back and we're going to reassess a couple more things here. Okay.
All right. It's not quite five minutes, but I'm going to have you come back. Okay. So remember I talked to you about earlier about implementation of these goals. So implementation is the hardest part. Writing these things is super simple. So here's what I want you to do. If you are a digital calendar planner, get your computer out in front of you and run, like take this with you, open your digital calendar. If you are a paper calendar planner, go get your paper calendar. Okay. Now, if you're like a master calendar that's hanging on the wall with your family and you need to do that one too, plus your like little hand paper one, like the, the lined one, get them all. Get your calendars involved, okay? So for your first goal, the one that's kind of your top of your list, most important, you're going to schedule yourself time right now in your calendar for your activities. If you don't put you on the calendar, you will not be on the calendar and you will be behind activities. Now, understanding, do not write. If you've got a digital calendar, rock on, you can drag and drop. If you are somebody who is using a paper calendar, no pens, get a pencil, get a pencil, get yourself a number two pencil, get yourself a mechanical pencil, write it in, in pencil. Here's the thing. Life is messy. Okay, so if you schedule yourself to go to the gym on Friday or you schedule yourself writing time on Friday at 10 a.m., that's perfectly awesome. If on Friday, you know, January 20th, that's not a real date, I don't think. I don't actually know what the calendar is. Uh, if on a Friday somewhere in January at the end of the month, all of a sudden your children have an activity or you have an activity that has to take priority, that's great. Replace it. So replace your activity with that activity, erase it or change it, but just move that other, the activity that's a priority to you to a new location, preferably earlier in the week. Okay. Um, and then I want you, once you've done that, um, and again, you can pause this video to make sure that you have time to do that. I want you to flip forward all the way to the end of March. Okay. Uh, March 31st. Sorry guys, I count on my knuckles. I can never remember. They have that little rhyme and I can never remember. But if you do your knuckles, it tells you January, February, March. March, March is 31 days. Easter is the last day of March this year, just an FYI. So don't pick the last day of March. But if you're, I want you to put on the calendar the last week in March to reflect on how the activities went for your three goals. Okay. Now, this is a learning opportunity, not a failure. If you found that what you picked doesn't work, that's okay. All you have to do is change how you're going to approach it to move forward. Now, if all of a sudden you've showed up for this goal and you're like, I really hate this goal, you're going to eliminate it off your list and you're going to bring one of your other 10 goals forward and you're going to work on that. Um, I will say, guys, sometimes we have goals and we're working on them for like five years. Okay. Uh, my bodybuilding competition goal, I worked on for 10 years off and on because, you know, I had to take pauses. Uh, I was actually six weeks out from my first competition and I got pregnant. So, you know, that was a pause for a long time. Can't compete while you're pregnant and um, definitely can't compete when you're not feeling well. And that would be unhealthy for baby. So, and you need postpartum recovery time. So it was a nine month, nine, nine months of pregnancy and uh, two years of postpartum recovery time for myself before I even considered doing it again. Uh, I decided to keep active, but that wasn't on my list of things to do. So it just took a back shelf. It was never gone. Took a back shelf. I got um, put it back on the list, one of my PCSs, and I was working hard. I had been working hard on it for a year, and I fell down the stairs. 
and I sprained both my wrists, dislocated all of the um, metacarpals in my hand, and I got tennis elbow and a shoulder injury. I actually bent my collarbone, of all things, okay? Craziness. Um, that went on the back burner for another year. It had to. I was in the shape to be ready, so it wasn't. I wasn't losing as much as I did when I was pregnant, but it had to be on the back burner. I was in PT for weeks trying to repair the damage from simply falling down the stairs due to the carpet being installed incorrectly. Wasn't me. Didn't go crazy. Carpet was installed wrong. Um, slid right down it. Tried to catch myself. Shouldn't have done that. Got to my elbow, and I literally injured both sides of my body. So the goal took. A, the bigger goal took a backseat with new focus. Instead of being like, oh, I'm like running up to competition here. I was like, oh, well, I have to fix my body so I can do the competition. Just an attitude shift. So I was still working out. I was still doing PT, still doing recovery things, trying to keep all of the stuff moving in motion. It just looked different. And then when I was healed and given the clear by my doctors, I went back to it. Okay. And I worked with a trainer who helped me get back what I lost. Um, quite frankly, I actually gained quite a bit from it. It was actually, it ended up being really good. PT is kind of awesome. So I want you guys to understand that like, just because the goal, you think you're working on it doesn't mean that you're not going to be working on it for a long time. It might be a short goal. Maybe you did pick that short thing that I talked about earlier because you just needed a quick win. Also, okay. Put that quick win on there. And by March, you're like, dude, I have space in my calendar. I finished this. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. So, um, as we are doing our goals and we're going to get ready to wrap up here, I want you to constantly be reassessing. I like to do it quarterly. I like to do it quarterly because at the quarter mark, I can assess whether or not things worked. I can also assess what's coming because I'll have a better idea in March what's coming up for April, May, and June than I do in January. Okay. So maybe you've got a move coming and it was supposed to be in September and now it's in June. Well, great. You're reassessing in March because or basically the first week of April, the kind of those weeks right there, you're going to have an ability to make some shifts. Uh, you're always reassessing. You can also say, you know what, I'm doing really well with these particular goals. I'd like to add more from my list. Add more. There's nothing wrong with adding more. Now, if all of a sudden your whole calendar is taken up and it's like a full-time job just to do your goals, now we might need to reassess something. Maybe we've bit off more than we can chew. Um, so, but keep the calendar with you. Put yourself on there as an equal priority. I don't want to say that we're not trying to be selfish here. We're not trying to be like, nobody gets any of my time. It's equal time. You just need to have equal access on your calendar. If you put an event with your spouse on the calendar, then put you on the calendar. If you put a haircut for you and you put a haircut for your kids, like all these things can go onto the calendar for taking care of ourselves. The one, and this is where I'm going to wrap up with you guys. Okay. Um, we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about what we do when we are successful in our activities. Now, when I say successful in our activities, I do not mean that we have reached the goal end. That is not the thing that we're celebrating. We are celebrating the fact that we are putting the effort in. So once a month, um, we do a self-care day in each of my groups, um, in, the, in my group here. So we self-care day is a great day to take some time for reflection. So what you're going to do is this on self-care day. I want you to spend a little bit of time reflecting on how your goal activity work has gone. And when I say goal activity work, I mean the steps you're taking towards your goal. Did you show up? Did you not show up? Did you realize that, oh my gosh, I stuck something on Thursday and 
don't know what I was thinking. Thursday is the worst day for me to do this. I'm so exhausted. But if I move it to Wednesday, it works. Reassess once a month on your self-care day. In addition to your self-care day, this is the time in which we celebrate. How do you celebrate? And if you know me, I'm going to tell you there is no food celebration. I cannot stand food celebration. I don't want you to celebrate with food. So self-care, we're going to take care of ourselves in some way. For some of you, that might mean taking time to go to the dentist and taking care of your body. And that can be a reward. Right. Some of us might like it in a different way. We might do something pampering. We might take the bath. We might do our hair. Um, and then still some of us, we just might read a book and drink a cup of tea for an hour or sit in the sun. And we've, we're carving out this special time for ourselves as part of our self-care reflection and recovery so that we're rewarding ourselves for the activities done because it's a very long haul to the end of the goal. It's a long trip to the end of the goal. The work is the thing that should be celebrated, not the end results. And guys, this is completely contrary to what we were taught in school, which was do the work. And if you did well at the work, you got rewarded. No, no, no. We should be rewarding ourselves for the inaccurate, sloppy successes that we are showing up and doing. And guys, if that meant that in the first month in January, everything went sideways and all you did was show up for 10 minutes and leave, that's a win. And you should celebrate that win. Now, some of you are going to be people who just need to write this down as a list. And that's actually your celebration. Some of you are going to be like me and you're going to need to actually sit and reflect just like we did through our January through December reflection and be like, okay, what did I do? Wow, that's exhausting. Out of sight, out of mind. I've forgotten all of it. And then I choose something that's in the recovery zone for myself as a celebration to downshift um, my body and my mind and say, okay, you've been running it 100 miles a minute. It's time to relax. And again, that can look different for everyone, but you have to do it intentionally. And you need to make sure that the reflection portion is part of your celebration because you can't celebrate that which you did not remember you did. Or, and so if you, some of you are going to make a list, okay? Some of you are going to have to be like, and you're going to have like your checkboxes. You know, you're, you're, you're the guys who are like, I love checkboxes. It makes me feel great. I do checkboxes in a day and I just feel like I have, you know, a mean master who's telling me I have to do too much and I can't remember it and I don't want to do any of it. I do run on spike just a little bit for my own self. Uh, so I, the way to slip out of that is to celebrate the activities. And for me, it's it's rest. Some of you might be going to climb a mountain. Some of you might be going for a swimming. Some of you might be meeting with friends for coffee. It doesn't matter. Select something that sits on your self-care day that is a reflect, a celebrate, and I call it kind of a recovery. It's a recovery from my activities. I've taken a moment, a breather to see where I am. And, and this small amount of reflection is going to help navigate your goals into the future. So that's a really important part of this. I don't want you guys to think about, um, I don't want you to think about not having this. We do um, self-care days oftentimes on Saturdays, but self-care can be in the weekdays. Sometimes, like I said, self-care might just be going to the dentist. Self-care might be getting some skincare done. Um, or actually signing up for that PT that you need to do. So don't negate those things either, because sometimes some of us, we equate any type of pampering with kind of our taking care of just our basic self. That's okay if that's you. Now, if you're already doing all of those things and you do them gloriously, find something else. But whatever you do, no food. 
Okay. We are not puppies looking for puppy rewards. We are humans looking for longer intrinsic rewards that nurture us, not give us a quick hit. Okay. So I hope you have enjoyed this workshop. I know it was a lot of work. It took a little longer than an hour. And for that, I apologize, but I think it's such a great exercise. Um, like I said, I enjoy doing it every year. This is an activity I've been doing for the last several years just to get to bring myself kind of out of my own head and get out of my own way and see what I really want to do. And I will tell you, the first year I did it, my goals were very shallow. As I've gotten older and done this more consistently, my goals and my methodology has become more mature. So don't just do this workshop one time. I'll see you next year and we will do it again. Until then, bye guys.